Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. And my name is Brandon. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing okay, man. How are you doing? I'm all right, Brandon, all things considered. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, uh, all the stuff that's going on right now in the week, why don't you tell me about what you've done up until now this week? How'd your week go? Uh, how did my week go? Um, well, a lot of the same. Uh, a lot of the huge. Um, I played a, a gig. I, I DJed a gig. Uh, it was like a USC graduation thing at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good party. Um, they loved me. Maybe a little too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all knew my name, too, which was weird. Like, it spread very quickly. So then throughout the night, everyone would come up to me and be like, Hey, Brandon, um, can you play... Um, this song, <laughs> which then when they use your name, you f- feel obligated to do it, mm-hmm. uh, to play it. It's like and, a personal favor. Right. Like, hey, hey, Brandon. And then when we finished, they you were like, been like, hey, hey, Trevor, can you get me an extra 50 <laughs> bucks for this gig? Thanks. <laughs> hey, Trevor, how about you shut your mouth and uh, go dance to whatever I play? Hey, Trevor, I've already played Old Town Road three times. <laughs> I'm not playing it again. All right. That's what you should have told him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end, there's uh, like a ninety percent chance of any guy named Trevor being just like the worst. Yeah, Trevor. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, because right now everyone's announcing they run for president. If there was a guy named Trevor, <laughs> boo! Just <laughs> yeah, unanimously from both sides of the aisle, just boo! No Trevor, no, never man. Trevor, <laughs> never Trevor. Hashtag never Trevor. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> That would be a cool T-shirt, just like like a like a in this style of like a campaign T-shirt. It's like dark blue T-shirt with like kind of like red underline. This is hashtag Never Trevor twenty twenty. <laughs> he doesn't even have a last name. He's like like Beto 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 mm-hmm. uh, O'Rourke. Yeah, he's just he's just Trevor. He did, no one knows his last name. I wonder if Beto O'Rourke knows knows that O'Rourke is the last name of like the pedophile priest from Sin City. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like he probably, either he doesn't know it at all, or he super knows He it. doesn't look like a guy who's seen Sin City before. Right. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, that's that, uh, I don't know what he would think it is. Is that a sequel to uh, uh, Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love Matt Damon. No, man, wrong, wrong movie. So you DJed a USC grad party. Was um, it for a fraternity? No, it was one guy graduated. And it was, it was like, just like that family. one guy, Trevor, just Trevor at the party. <laughs> just me and Trev, dude. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. great. Yeah, that's why he had so many requests uh, for Old Town. This wasn't your brother graduating, was it? No. Oh. Um, I do have another brother named Trevor. Um, <laughs> and you guys never hang out with him? Never. Because oh, okay. we're hashtag never Trevors. Of course. But um, no, that was not. Not my okay. Um, and then I played a thing uh, with you. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I played bass and you played drums. Yeah, we played for a show at the UCB uh, called Shamilton. The like musical. An improvised musical. Uh, it's you know how often it runs? Yeah, once a month. Once a month on Sunday nights. Yeah. Uh, at the UCB on theater on Sunset. Yeah, it was fun. It was super fun. Uh, the, it's a good group of improvisers and. It's a mediocre band because we're a part of it. Um, uh, but shout out to our good buddy, Zach Marsh, for hanging out with us and letting us be a part of that. So that yeah. was cool. Um, yeah, the whole thing was improvised and uh, flying by the 
the seat of my coattails. Seat, seat, of, seat your of your pants. Seat of my pants. I don't know the phrase. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun and very cool. funny. All right. Did you do anything else this week? I did nothing else because I've just been playing everything. The <laughs> PS4 game. All right. Um, so uh, I guess we can get into my week. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What did you do uh, this week? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll segue myself. That's fine. <laughs> um, I went to Disneyland. Oh. Uh, recently. Uh, it was my GF's uh, birthday. It was my GF's B-Day. Um, GFBD. So you went to the DL. Uh, on we the went DL. to the DL for my GF's BD. Um, and it was cool. We we have annual passes, so we tried APs? to... APs? Yeah, we got APs. We got APs to DL, so we went to DL for my GF's BD. Oh, that's good. Um, B-Day or BD? BD. BD. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we went, uh, so we go fairly often. I mean, more, we, we don't go often, like objectively often, but we go more often than we would if we didn't have annual passes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. amounts to like three times a year. <laughs> Still a, a good deal. Yeah, still still a good deal. If, if the, yeah, if you use the annual pass twice, it pays for itself. Yeah. Um, uh, which is not true. It's very expensive. But um, we went to Disneyland earlier in the week, and um, it was cool. Uh, she had uh, she is a uh, a therapist, so she had clients towards the end of the day that she had to go see. So at uh, Disneyland. Yeah, she took her clients to Disneyland oh, and was, so nice. was asking them about their abuse in their childhood and and if Mickey Mouse reminds them of that and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's called it's called immersion therapy. Oh, while they're on the Indiana Jones ride. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's called Indiana Jones immersion therapy. Um, Indiana Jones and the troubled childhood. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really good psychology in uh, in the Indiana Jones ride, like that big mask you look at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all represented. Don't look into the eyes of your problems. Like, right. don't look directly at the them. The boulder is coming. Yep, the, exactly. The only way is to go Underneath through it. and under. Yep. Yep. So, and have someone take a picture of you while you're doing it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was cool. We went to Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland has this restaurant called Taco... Uh, oh, man. It's in downtown Disney. It's called, like... Taco... It's called, like... Timmy's Tacos. It's not called Timmy's, Timmy's Tacos. Timmy's it's tacos. something like that. To maybe Taco Joe's or like, or Tortilla Joe's, I think is what it's called. And um, it's basically like a, it's so like an, it's some like, kind of name and, and some kind of No, Mexican it's dish. definitely Tortilla Joe's. Okay. Um, there's like, it's basically an El Torito, but they have like a little side, like, like taco, like walk up taco. It's basically Chipotle, but like their brand. And I gotta say, I'm not a huge Chipotle fan, but this, like the Disneyland Chipotle, was really good, and it was good mm. for one reason only because they have nacho cheese. <laughs> so you can put nacho cheese on anything that you get there. It's really good. Nice. So the first time, so when I saw the nacho cheese, I was like, absolutely, I have to get that on whatever I get. So I ordered a burrito, and um, in the burrito, you know, you get your, you know, your normal stuff, your beans, your, your, your meat. Your, your protein, rice. your your rice. No, I don't. I'm not you a don't huge do rice, rice guy. in a burrito. No, really? I'm not a huge because there's already enough like starchy carb in the tortilla. I don't feel like I need that in the burrito as well. All right, because then you get those weird pockets of of, of starchy carb on oh, starchy carb. Best, dude. No, starchy man. carbs, man. No, man. It's just it's too dry. So then, um, it's like a, a little oasis. Not an oasis. The opposite. It's the, the opposite of an oasis. Yeah. A, you know a, how a when you're a pocket of a desert. <laughs> You know how when you're on the beach and there's just like just water as far as the eye can see and you're like, man, I really wish there was some like a little pocket of desert around here. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get a mouthful of sand and then you get back to it. It's great. (laughs) 
uh, yeah. So I was getting all the normal stuff in there, and I was like, hey, can I have some uh, nacho cheese on that? And she looked like no one has ever even noticed that there was nacho cheese before. She's like, uh, I, I mean, I mean, I guess. I'm like, it's right there. Like, why? Why is this such a shock for you? And so she she literally ladled nacho cheese on there as if she'd never seen nacho cheese before, because mm. she ladled like way more than the like the the reasonable amount of nacho cheese which normally on any other dish would be fine if i was having nachos keep it coming but this is a burrito that's eventually whether you like it or not sister is going to have to be rolled and closed in in order for me to you in order for me to eat in a in a efficient somewhat clean manner right so she ladles on all this nacho cheese and attempts and I don't know. I'm now that I think about it, the fact that she would even attempt to roll this burrito kind of was, was offensive to me. <laughs> it, it was almost like it's almost like she was like, "Here you go, here you go, Dick. Here's your burrito." And she tried to fold it, and like she didn't even get more than halfway into the, the first fold before everything spewed out the side of the burrito. And she was like, "Hey, um, I don't, I don't think it's gonna fold. Uh, is this okay?" Is this okay? <laughs> exactly what I said. I was like, would you eat that? And she was like, no. I was like, yeah, can we make it again, please? And she's like, yeah, we can make it again. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Is it okay if I give it to you half rolled with a ripped tortilla? <laughs> hey, are you okay eating my failure? <laughs> are you all right with that? So see, she so she went into the back because the way they do the system there is like the first person does like the the tortilla and the cheese and the meats, and then the second person does like the specialty toppings. And so once the the first person, so the first person did the burrito ladled on too much cheese, and then the second person tried to roll it. There were two different people. Oh, that's and the why. second person tried to roll it and it didn't work. The uh, the, the first, first person, person was writing checks, so the second person had to cash. Yeah, and so the first person had gone into like the back room. So the second person that tried to roll her abomination uh, redid the burrito and did it perfectly, and it was really good because she knows she's gonna have to answer for all that cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> it was good. So uh, what else? So that was Disneyland. <laughs> nice. It was good. What's um, your favorite ride at Disneyland? I, don't know. I just went. Uh, we talked about that. But what's your favorite ride? I'm not a thrill seeker in the traditional sense. I don't need to feel like my life is in danger to have a good time on a ride. It, to me, it's more about the overall presentation. So I don't need to ride Tower of Terror. I don't need to ride Space Mountain. Anything where I feel like I'm going to die, I'm like, no, I don't really need to. You sound to. like a, a judge on a food competition show. It's more about the overall presentation it is. of the thing. Like thrill seeking on a roller coaster is 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 the same as like getting on a plane and not being just fascinated enough with the fact that we went up forty thousand feet and landed safely, <laughs> and 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 it was a you know a mildly pleasant experience to do that. It's like man, I wish there was more turbulence. I wish we almost crashed. <laughs> I like, kind of wish that every time I fly. No, you don't. You don't. You don't mean that. <laughs> um, no, I I definitely don't. Uh, so when you get on the plane, you're boarding and you, you know how like the, the pilots like kind of stand in the doorway and greet people as they come on. You're like, you're like, Hey man, make it worth it for us. (laughs) Don't take it easy on me. (laughs) He's like, what? I'm buckling up. Uh, you toss him a Red Bull, um, (laughs) and some Molly. He's like, what is, what is this? Some 60 year old guy. Excuse me, sir. Um, I think we're gonna have to ask you to leave the plane. Um, so uh, I don't. So some of my favorite rides are the more presentational rides. Like I love Star Tours. Oh yeah, that's a great ride. Um, what else is a good? I think Indiana Jones is a good ride. It is. Um, it's very uh, therapeutic. Pirates is an okay ride. E- 
it's a good like chill out because uh, it's a hot day and I want to go inside and sit yeah. for five minutes and or or stand in that line for forty five minutes, yeah. but you're inside, <laughs> right? Um, Smells like an indoor pool, but you're inside. Oh, actually, my favorite ride of all time, and I couldn't think of it right now because. Uh, uh, oh my! My volume suddenly oh, I'm cut, sorry. cut I'm way sorry. down. I was trying to adjust mine. All right, all right, all right. Um, look, if you don't, if you want to go solo on this podcast, <laughs> just let me know, man. I'll uh, I'll bolt. That'd be great. Thank um, you. My uh, my all time favorite ride at Disneyland is not in Disneyland. It's in California Adventure, and oh. it's uh, soaring over California. Well, but now, now it's soaring so, over the world. Right. Get out I wish here they would do that. soaring over the universe. <laughs> That'd be sick. I'm here to tell you that the the game everything for PS4 is soaring over the universe. It's amazing. Yeah, but there's no smells. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And there's not a uh, Patrick Warburton telling you to how to be a good pilot. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you gotta. Hello, hold on. See if I can. Hello, flyers. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good, huh? You're gonna want to buckle up, kiddo. Get out. Get out. <laughs> it's just Joe from Family Guy. That's all it is. <laughs> You're going to want to buckle up, kiddo. Please keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. <laughs> now I'm slipping into like weird Jersey Mafia yeah, at guy. At all times, huh? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, um, so yeah, Soaring Over the World's really good. Do you have, do you have a favorite ride at Disneyland? Um, I, I mean, probably Star Tours because... I mean, I'm a Star Wars guy. Um, Soren over California is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Hashtag uh, not my Soren. Um, Indiana Jones is great. Um, I loved, and I'm sad that they have removed it, although I get it, uh, Captain EO. I thought you were going to say Country Bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Twenty the Pooh now, man. <laughs> but Captain EO wasn't a ride, though. It was like a show. Yeah. Oh. But I loved it. Okay. Um, I have that sp- was at Disneyland proper. Uh-huh. Where it was, was it? It was right next to Space Mountain. Oh, uh, what is it now? Like, what's in there now? I don't know. Oh, mm. you know what it is? I think it's that like weird like Star Wars sizzle trailer thing. <laughs> oh, what is that? There's like it may not be there anymore, but for a while they took the cat. Like when Star Wars was like when the Force Awakens was coming out, uh-huh. there was like a big. It was essentially like a 4D kind of sizzle reel of like the the Star Wars trailer. With like just to get you stoked. Just to get you excited to go see the movie. It was essentially a movie theater that only played a trailer. Um, it's my kind of movie theater. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Captain EO is ever coming back. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Great what, soundtrack. What if you though. went in that theater and instead of Captain EO, now they just play that documentary that came out? <laughs> <laughs> but in 4D. <laughs> All the sights, sounds, and smells. <laughs> of Michael Jackson's ranch, Neverland. So you just walk in. Like, and it smells, smells like a dirty chimp in here. What is that? <laughs> it smells like a chimp, like white white wine spritzers and and baby oil. It smells weird in here. <laughs> um. Oh man. In any event, uh, so that I went to Disneyland. That was really cool. Um, I had lunch with a buddy, my, a buddy of mine who was passing through town, like a drifter. Uh, shout out to Aaron. Drifter. I'll get that out early. Shout out to Aaron. Uh, we had lunch. We went to Islands. You ever been to Islands? I have been to Islands. Do you like you like Islands? It's fine. It is. It, the bottomless fries. Come on, man. Uh, they have bottomless fries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the first thing that comes into my head, and I know that they've changed this since, but as soon as you say Islands, they used to have a thing where fries didn't come with your meal. You had, you had to, to order, order them separately. A la carte, yeah. 
And so that was always a big red flag. Well, that's why, because they're bottomless. So you order them separately. Oh, so you still do? Yeah. Order them, yeah, they're, they're still separately. Yeah. Okay. But they're they they're bottomless. Okay. So I mean, you because can't. like and in, they're made to order, which is cool. In college, anytime we try to figure out like, oh, where do you want to eat, and someone would be like, let's go to Islands. It's someone in the group would be like, no, I'm not gonna go there. You have to pay for your own fries, man. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> <laughs> All they had to do was pay once, and they'd have infinite. Yeah. Is it like a yearly subscription? You yeah, just, it's a monthly. It's like a Netflix thing, but for fries. But you, like have a, to, you have to go in and you like flash your membership card. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So exactly. And you just walk out with a bag of fries. Yeah, it works similar to uh, Corn Hub. I don't know if you've heard of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had lunch with him and that was cool. He told me about a service where you can take a private jet uh, from like, like on short flights for super cheap. It was like an app. It's called like Jet Suite X or something. Jet Suite. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, apparently, like, what they do is there's, like, it, the, the service takes advantage of the fact that there's, like, private jets and pilots just sitting around waiting to be chartered. Mm-hmm. So what it, the jet, what they do is the service charters a jet to different locations and stuff like that. And obviously, it's more expensive by location. Um, but uh, there's flights to a, a lot of different states and stuff like that that leave from L.A., and they're super cheap because like they they charter it and then they you fl- the, thing, the catch is it's like Uber pool you have to fly with a bunch of people you don't know right. which is what you're doing on a plane anyway but it's a private jet but is it really that much better if it's a private jet with like 20 people that <laughs> hey, you man. also don't know yeah cuz you know why it is because you don't have to deal with the traffic at the airport i guess there's that you can just go to like the wherever it's chartered and just not have to wait in line do you go get weird security does it come with complimentary bottles of champagne that you can shake and like spill everywhere oh uh, yeah it's called the diplo package okay cool cool yeah okay no i actually i really don't know um but there was like as the chi- some of the flights if you order out if you pay if you book your flight far out enough you can get from like uh vegas to la for like a hundred dollars on a private mm. jet, which is not bad. On a private jet. So, wait. With private Private jet with a bunch of people. With so, a somewhat, <laughs> with a marginally exclusive jet. I guess that's what we'll call marginally it. Marginally exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> because right now it just sounds like going on a regular plane, but the plane is smaller. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to go to a regular airport and wait in a security line for an hour. Yeah, but you have to be like, hey, man, um, can you drive me to the airport on uh, Monday morning? Yeah, man, I guess. What are you, uh, LAX or Burbank? Oh, no, I'm uh, actually Ontario Municipal Airport. <laughs> no, it flies out of, like, the Burbank Airport and, like... So you do have to deal with airport parking. No, because you the Burbank... On, the, do you park on the runway, yeah, like, in a music video? Exactly. That's tight. You pull up in your in your uh, your uh, Bentley, and then the driver comes and opens the door. You get out, like, the rock with your shirt open and your duffel bag with your own logo on it. Sick, and you walk sick. to the plane. Someone takes a picture you of you. You walk to your marginally private. <laughs> your marginally exclusive uh, aircraft. And you get on. And you have fun. Um, but yeah. But also, like, some flights are not worth it. Because they're like. So if you want to fly to, like, somewhere with a small airport. Like Colorado. Those trips are, like, $2,000. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. But um, it's like flying the firstest of first class. You know? So, like, you know. With a bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. But, Okay. Is that are you going to try that on your next flight? Definitely not. I have a fear of flying as it is, so I'm not going to get on a plane that's smaller than the most safe ones. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you rarely hear about 747s crashing. You hear about private planes crashing all the time. Actually, there's a, a whole bunch of uh, I forget the number of the plane, but there's a Boeing like 
uh, no, it's fine. I don't really want to hear about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Never mind. I really don't want to hear about. There's been a bunch about of them. To stress me out. Them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. None of them are from Delta, so right. Uh, I think in the U.S. they have grounded them all of these planes because they're like. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, also, so maybe you should fly private <laughs> or just never fly again. <laughs> yeah, or just never fly again. Uh, another thing that happened to me, and this was the, the, I guess, the last thing that happened to me uh, this week, is um, I got called by a bill collector, right? Uh-oh. Or what I assume was a bill collector, because I answered the phone, and it was like oh, a... Re- that's, that's your problem right there. You answered <laughs> yeah, your well, phone. It was, like a, uh, it was like a recording. It was like, uh, hey, if you'd like to settle your debt or blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm all right. I hung up, right? Here's was, it I th- like a, was it like a sales thing? I don't know. I didn't listen long enough. <laughs> Yeah. But I thought here's I had an epiphany about how we could solve debt crises, 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 Cries. multiple crises, Cri- crises, crises, Cri- Jesus, crisis, crisis, Jesus, crisis, superstar. Yes. Yes. So here's what I think we should implement. It's almost like a purge type thing, but like <laughs> it's so it's a similar principle to that. But listen, say you owe a debt to somebody, right? Say. Let's put some numbers on it. Say you owe, say you have student loan debt, right? Okay. Say you have $10,000 student loan debt. Great. Let's just say. Great. Um, the Sally May representative or whoever the company is, is calling you every day, right? Ugh, how annoying. You should, for every debt that you owe, so you have your credit card debt, you have your- I got um, five grand on that. You got your gambling debt. Ugh, that's like another 15. Then you got your, your student loan debt or whatever. Yeah, we established that's 10. Whatever debt you have- for each of those, you should be able to challenge that representative to a one-time challenge to erase the debt. And the challenge can be whatever you want. You determine the challenge? As long as it's not, like, you know, weird. Well, but like we, what? Like, the person, the challenger determines the challenge. Well, because, of course, like, I'm going to pick something that I'm good at. Exactly. Okay. But, so like... What? So what you do is so this is this is if terrible they, if, for selling May. No, it, it it is unless they. But it, what it does is it incentivizes Sally May <laughs> to, to hire, hire <laughs> the best, most skilled skilled people, and with, a, can, with a wide array of. And abilities. it can be anything. It can be a dance contest. It can be. Uh, it can be a singing contest. It can be a. Uh, it can be rock paper scissors. It can be mm. a, a like a sanctioned boxing match. Twelve rounds. With the representative. And, you know, it'll go through the government. So, like, all the legalities and stuff are taken care of. Like, it's fair. Like, you're not going to... Like, you, we wouldn't have you, you know, f- fight a 90-pound man in a wheelchair in a boxing match. You know, it'll Why? make you... Huh? Why? I would win. I, but that's not... But that's not... That's... Those are... The, that's an out... That's a, a pre-existing condition, to use <laughs> a, a an insurance term, that would make the fight unfair. Okay. Do they get to pick their best representative or they just whoever calls me goes, hey, what do you want to do? I think whoever calls you because that would incentivize them to also get to know who you are before they assign a representative. And then once you initiate the challenge, each party gets three months to prepare. Oh, okay. And then you prepare. So and we then cut you, to a montage of, of me, training. Of training. And then at the end of the three months, each of you uh, competes in the challenge. And whoever, if you win... Then you the debt is erased. If the other person wins, you pay up the debt, maybe with some interest or something. I don't know. And then I also uh, is, are these televised or like YouTube or something? Because I feel like they should be. If I'm gonna fight a, a Sally May representative, like in a fisticuffs, I want this. I want my family and friends to see it. But see, 
Now we're talking. It's funny that you say that because I think this could totally be a TV show and I think we should pitch it. <laughs> think about it. Think about it, right? Actually, yeah. This is this is a fantastic idea. This it's is called, the best idea you've it's ever called had. It's called The Challenge. And you get this fall on NBC. <laughs> you get a bunch of regular people and 15 regular Americans. And here's the incentive for like the companies to be a part. So Sally say say someone has a loan debt and uh uh uh, they want their loan debt forgiven. So they go to Sally Mae and say, hey, look, I want to challenge you guys. I want to take you guys on the challenge and I want to challenge you for, to erase my debt, right? So the incentive for them is if the person challenging loses, the production company for the show will pay the debt, right? Right. Um, so I challenge you, train for three months to whatever it is, and then... And then we get to see them train. We oh, get to see them train. That's a great idea. And then... The reason why we leave the, the whatever the challenge is up to the person challenging is because now you have a way into the human interest part of the story. Mm. So now, like, you know, say you have a person who has a bunch of student loan debt um, and they the reason they can't pay it off is because they they were in a wh- horrible skiing accident where they thought they'd never walk again. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the ch- and the, but before the horrible ski accident, they were a really accomplished dancer. Right. And so they were like, you know what? There was a point in my life. Uh, oh, let me start off. Hi, I'm Tyler. Uh, I'm 22 years old, and uh, I'm challenging Sally Mae to erase my debt. You know, before before the accident, before I hit the slopes in Mammoth, and I, and I took that that tree to the knee. Um, I, you know, I never thought I, I, you know, I thought I'd never walk again after that. But before that, I was a really accomplished ballet dancer. And and I, you know, after that accident, I never thought I'd do ballet ever again. But you know what? I'm here today. I'm walking. I got my leotard and I'm going to do some goddamn ballet. And now now I'm now I'm invested. Oh, yeah. Now now it's like, OK, and of course, it's going to be a ballet competition because. Yeah, because that's his that's his thing. It's I think be. it's a good show. I think you're right, actually. It would be really entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. You know what would suck about it is they have to win every single time. Because if or they lose, sad. yeah, you're like, <laughs> well, the man but the, wins but the again. But the thing is, not every, not every debt is going to be a huge like $10,000 student loan debt. Some of them will be like, hey, I owe my buddy 200 bucks, and uh, <laughs> I owe my buddy 200 bucks, and I don't want to pay him. This is what our challenge is. Because you got to have those. You got to have just you know the fun ones. I also uh, busted my kneecap um, when I was skiing. And it sucks. And um, I don't want to pay my buddy 200 bucks. So uh, instead, I'm challenging him uh, to Call of Duty. And whoever wins, um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you'll, he'll accept hashtag the challenge. You could, you could flip it and have fun ones. It's like, hey, I owe my buddy $200. Uh, I don't really want to pay him. But he's been saying he wants to lose a ton of weight. He doesn't have a really active lifestyle. So what I'm challenging him to is a half marathon. <laughs> And then so you, now you get a biggest loser component. Yeah, and yeah. So, so now his buddy has to train for three months, and in that he discovers ways to become healthier that he, that work for him, that work for his lifestyle that he enjoys. And and then everyone, and then it doesn't matter who wins who wins the competition or not. I would love the version of that episode though, where they <laughs> ask the guy like, "Hey, you've been invited to hashtag the challenge. Uh, instead of paying his debt of two hundred dollars to you, he's challenged you to run a half marathon. What do you say?" And he's like. No, I'll take the money. <laughs> <laughs> Not an option. And then they, and like this guy in like tactical gear puts a hood over his head and they like drive off in a van. <laughs> um, have you seen, it who's, was like a, who's the host of that? Uh, Jeff, Jeff Probst <laughs> for, 
for sure. Or who's someone that's like, I got who's I got, someone that's like cleared their debts to society, like cleared their name no, because I, they like challenged the man. I have a perfect person in mind for it. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh yeah, that'd be great because he's equal parts like power and challenge and also like inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I think I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson was like created. I think someone murdered the real Dwayne the Rock Johnson in like 1997, and like replaced him. Like used his DNA to craft like a perfect guy in a lab. They're like, you know what? This guy's got a charm, but he's missing like he's got like a, he's got like 20 percent of the charm, but he's missing like an 80 percent of something great. Let's just kill this guy, take some of his hair, and we'll make a completely better version. You know, we haven't really figured out how to clone hair, so uh, he'll probably be bald, but he'll be way better than he is now. <laughs> he's going to be completely hairless, but uh, everything else will be uh, cranked up to 10. Yeah, I think that's how The Rock was created, because he's like, he's like the perfect, like, so he's the perfect physical specimen without being like this super over-sexualized aggro guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like... He's like a single bachelor, but the perfect father. <laughs> like he, he is. Like, like he's extreme. I'm like, I'm like, I forget you have like a wife and kids. But but it totally makes sense right. and good for you. You know, <laughs> he's like the most masculine guy you've ever seen, but like at the same time a huge softy. Oh yeah. Like I don't, I don't. I just. I can't. He's like uh, the human form of Aslan. He's like obviously completely like um, ideologic. He's like completely like ideological and like altruistic, but also somehow really reasonable and rational. <laughs> like, like I just don't get it. Like, how yeah. is he? He's like the perfect guy. Like, he's really passionate about everything, but has no strong opinions about anything. <laughs> hey, you know what? I feel really strong about this, but everybody just do what you want. <laughs> Hey, good for you, you know? He loves America and also brown people. (laughs) Which is something no person's been able to do before. Hey, good for you. You know, you're making healthy choices. And then cut to, he's eating an entire plate of cookies and like 18 rolls of sushi. Yeah, Yeah, man. Like, yeah, he's a superhero. It's crazy. Uh, So, yeah. But I think that show could really work. The challenge hosted by Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, coming to this fall on NBC, NBC. Yeah. yeah, eight seven central. Um, <laughs> so that's what I did. Uh, definitely got to make a graphic for that. Definitely have to. Um, yeah, that's what I did this week. It was a good week. <clears throat> that is should a good we week. dive into the news? We should dive into the news. Where do you want to start? <clears throat> How about we get all of the. Uh, all the movie news, all the other stuff out of the way before we talk about uh, the big thing. Before we talk about abortion, yeah. <laughs> Let's get the Keanu the Keanu Reeves news out of the way before we tackle <laughs> women's reproductive rights. <laughs> I think that sounds like a solid plan. <laughs> uh, so M Night Shyamalan's working on a new sci-fi movie. Is he? <laughs> yeah. What's it about? Uh, the details of that haven't been. Uh, oh. I'm gonna turn this fan down. Have it's kind of cold. Hold have on. we come back around to liking M Night Shyamalan again? Uh yeah, I think we have. As a society, I think Hollywood definitely has. Because he did uh, uh, Six Sense, Signs, uh, The Village. 
Those were amazing movies. They were all great. Uh-huh. Uh, 100% on he Rotten Tomatoes. He also did Lady in the Water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He all, then he did and Lady then in the Water. The, that weird, like, uh, elevator devil movie. Mm-hmm. And The Happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but we're, we're forgiven him. We're forgiven him? Yeah, I we're forgiven talk. him. I think, so I think what, <clears throat> I think what changed is that he, he, um, he made that movie, the, I think it was called The Visit, which was like, it was like a really, it was like a Blumhouse movie, like an early mm-hmm. Blumhouse movie where it was like a five, a five million dollar budget, which is incredibly low. And is about like, is a horror movie about kids that go to visit their grandparents who have like dementia. And because of that, they're like murderous and like crazy. Oh, that was him. Mm-hmm. Who and was, that, was that Nicolas Cage? No, that's... I'm thinking of a different movie. You're thinking of... Yeah, I think that movie's called Mom and Dad or something. Yeah, it's where on, the parents like, are crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix. Okay. But um, this movie was called The Visit, and it made a ton of money for a, you know, a $5 million budget movie. So then Hollywood was like, oh, this guy's viable again. Okay, cool. He can make movies that make money. All right, great. So then he makes... Um, what does he do after that? He makes Split. Um, right. Eventually. Split is what turned And then around. that made a bunch of money and was a pretty decent movie. Uh, a big portion of that is because James McAvoy is an amazing performer, but yeah. um, he made And then split. at the end, it tied back to Unbreakable, mm-hmm. which is his very first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, in case you forgot, this is uh, tying <laughs> yeah, it back to the original. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's what got him back into good graces. Um, and then he made Glass, which came out last year. And was it good? I, I didn't see it. It was fine. Okay. It wasn't as good as Split, but it was, you know, it was fine. Um, so he's kind of, I think he's, you know, he's he's allowed to work again in Hollywood. But, like, I don't think people are running out to see his movies quite like yet. the way they were when Signs and Sixth Sense were, yeah. were out. Um, but, yeah, he's doing a new sci-fi movie. Um, and he hasn't really explained what that is. But I thought it'd be interesting to talk about it. <laughs> so there's that. Um... Um, did you hear about, uh, speaking of, uh, horror stuff, uh-huh. did you hear that Chris Rock is rebooting this, the Saw franchise? No. Yeah. Please. Both of those things interest me. He, I like Chris Rock and I love the Saw movies. He wrote a script and is executive producing. Uh, really? Yes. What? Yes. Is there any, any details about it no. or anything like that? No, that's it. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, so he's, uh, p- apparently pulling a Jordan Peele. Um, and going from from comedy to to horror, that should be really interesting. Yeah. Or unless they're going to make a Saw movie that is a comedy, which could I know it sounds crazy that could work. Hmm. I've only seen the first one. Kinda How many in, movies are there? There's seven of them, I think. Oh man. Yeah. Um. I was. It's funny. I was watching like randomly. I watched the fourth one the other night. It's pretty good. Um. But if you, you could make a Saw movie into a comedy in the same way that like Shaun of the Dead is a comedy, but also a perfectly serviceable zombie horror movie. Right, right. <clears throat> what was I don't know what happened to my voice. <laughs> uh, let me get some water. Uh, right, 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 right. Continue. Um, yeah, I think it could work if they wanted to like make a comedy out of the Saw movies. Um, I doubt that that's what they're going to do, but that would be really cool. But yeah, that's cool. Chris Rock is is still doing his thing, writing and directing. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, speaking of uh, sci-fi stuff, um, did you see the Black Mirror season five trailer? Hell yes, I did. Yeah, it looks good, huh? Yeah, I love that show. Um, have you seen? Um, I feel like I know the, that the answer is no. Um, the the BBC uh, Sherlock. No. <laughs> I've seen I've seen one episode of the BBC Sherlock 
series. I think it might have been the first episode. Okay. Do you know who Moriarty is? Yeah. Because uh, he is in throughout the show. Yeah. And he's... Uh, I know the character of Moriarty. Not necessarily from that show, but I oh, know okay. who Moriarty okay. is in the mythology. So that actor is in the new Black Mirror. Oh, cool. Um, and he is terrifying in uh, Sherlock. It's He's amazing. I didn't he's know so Anthony Mackie played Moriarty in uh, <laughs> Sherlock. That's a, such an interesting choice because yeah, he's not crazy. British. It's crazy, actually. Miley Cyrus is also in Sherlock. Oh, she's um, she's, she's a, Watson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's... It was it was an interesting direction for them to go that way. So it'll be interesting to see how they play with it mm-hmm, in Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. Actually, uh, funny enough, the Black Mirror universe and the Sherlock Holmes universe, same universe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So the scenes that were so basically, <laughs> so the, uh, basically Sherlock Holmes is like every case is like him picking up the pieces of what happened it like in between Black Mirror episodes. So like. Black Mirror credits Sherlock shows up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, and Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumberbatch is like, we've got to figure out what's what's going on with the mechanical bees. <laughs> Watson, <laughs> that was a horrible Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know what his voice what's sounds a good like. Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know, just kind of blank slate, deep right. voice British guy. Yeah, he's like the British Keanu Reeves in a lot of ways. Oh my gosh. That we've, makes we've so done much it. sense. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that works. I, I've once heard uh, Benedict Cumberbatch being described as having no facial features, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> like trying to describe Benedict Cumberbatch's face to like a a, a sketch artist, like for a for like a like a police precinct. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he's uh, I mean, he's got a nose. I think. Uh, <laughs> His the only eyes thing I noticed, there. Uh, because you've said that, uh, when I saw Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. I paid extra close attention to his face. <laughs> the only thing I could pull is that he has an alarmingly small mouth. Yeah, that's true. It's so small. Have so you, next time you you see him, look for that. It's have you seen the behind-the-scene footage of him doing Smog the Dragon from Lord of the Rings? Like doing oh, the performance capture? Yeah. It's really funny. It is really funny. Especially because like they haven't done anything to his voice, so it doesn't sound like thunderous. It's just like him being a weirdo in a room. Crawling around <laughs> in a leotard. <laughs> like, hey, uh, Benedict, it's just, it's just, man, it's just to get the voice, man. You don't, you, we don't need you to do all that. <laughs> You're going to be a dragon, man. Come on. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, so yeah, the Black Mirror trailer looks good. We got yes, Anthony Mackie's in there. Miley Cyrus is in there. The new season comes June fifth. Fifth, fifth, yeah. That's super exciting. Yeah, that's one of my favorite shows. Just I'm really in excited. time for my birthday. Dang, that's what I'm gonna the do. Big 5-0. The big five zero. The big five zero is coming up. <laughs> no, how, no, seriously, how old are you gonna turn? I'm gonna be forty nine, actually. So, <laughs> almost, no, seriously, almost Brandon, there. how old are you gonna be? Um, let me do some math. I'm going to be 32. That's cool, man. I had a weird, uh, I guess. I mean, how old are you? I am 28. I can't wait for you to hit 30. Things get a lot better when you, when you hit 30. Really? Yeah. Like what? Just like the cement dries a little bit on like who you are as a person. And you just kind of go, yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. And then you look at, you also so look at. So you got at, married before that point. Uh, I did, yes. I was very <laughs> wet concrete. Great. Yeah. How's that going? Yeah. <laughs> it's going great. Um, Your wife's like, this is not the guy I married. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I mean. Well, you, you wouldn't say that. But you change uh, what? 
Huh? I wouldn't say what? No, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, I would say... Uh, <laughs> ah, uh, oh, man. Uh, non-faith, spe- non-faith specific <laughs> spiritual leader. Gosh. <laughs> the void. Ah, gosh. Um... No. Uh, after you hit 30, uh, everyone that I've talked to who's over 30, you kind of go through a period where you're like, what am I doing with my life? And then once you get through that, it's good. I'm doing that now, so I think I got a, a jump start on being 30. It'll it'll get worse. It'll really? It'll get a lot worse. Yeah. Oh, man. I should just kill myself. You might want to. <laughs> All right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I kind of forget how old I am. After you get in your 30s you're like yeah i'm in my 30s and you stop counting um this this uh party that i dj'd last week um the client told me or the the guy who booked me told me like hey they want a little bit of everything like there's going to be their parents and older people um so they want like some classic stuff but then also the guy who's graduating is 27 um and so in my mind i went oh great 27 so we're the same age um so <laughs> wrong right <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and it took me a second to go oh no i'm like five years older oh right 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 okay cool cool yeah just because i forget uh counting years anyway it's coming up no one was feeling the maroon five <laughs> Man, yeah. Maroon 5, Songs About Jane. Uh, the whole album on this repeat. They weren't into has it. taken control of me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, so speaking of uh, sci-fi trailers, uh, did you see the... So X-Men Dark Phoenix has another trailer out. It's an IMAX trailer. And God, does that movie look like a dumpster fire? Yeah, I haven't. Um, the I haven't really kept up with X Men stuff. Oh, okay, well, don't don't make your grand return to this movie because <laughs> it will not be worth your time. Uh, oh, I did man. see a very interesting trailer for a movie called Midsummer, hmm. and it's spelled like Midsummer, like one word, like Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay, uh, and it's like a European spelling, so it's like M I D S O M M A R, which is kind of weird. With umlauts over the O. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and a tilde um, over the M's. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and like that like slash through the, the O. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like super Nordic. <laughs> um, so it's like a, it's, I forget the guy who directed it. It's like a guy who did another movie that like was really cool. James Cameron? No. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, it's about um, this couple whose marriage is like really on the rocks like or maybe i don't think they're married actually but like their relationship is very on the rocks and so like this guy has a a trip planned to to go to sweden to go to like some weird festival it's kind of like oktoberfest ish or at least that's what they think it is like the swedish equivalent of oktoberfest Mm -hmm. Uh, and so he's like, in order to save his relationship, he's like, you know what? I, it was going to be just a guy's trip, but babe, you should come with us talking to his girlfriend or whatever. That sounds like it's going to save their relationship. Big <laughs> yeah. Big mistake. Right. Why don't you come with me and the, me and the bros? Right. So there's that tension, which is kind of like the main tension of the movie. It's like y- you, you, instead of addressing our problems, you just keep trying to run from them and sugarcoat them and act like they don't exist. So that's like the main tension of the movie. Which, and also, when they get there, the festival is actually this weird cult festival, and, like, the people are weird, and, Tight. like, so it's kind of weird in the sense, like, it looks like it's a really cool movie, because 
it's almost like the, there's more horror in what's going on with their relationship. And then there also has happens to be this weird cult. <laughs> so it, it looks really cool. It looks really cool and European. And it's probably made by that production company, A24 or Europa or something, you know, like like one of those. Fox Searchlight. Yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> gotcha. That's, that's, where I, 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 that's where I found you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my comedy was too specific. I had to broaden it out for thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it looks good. I just ran. A, I just came across that trailer. I think it would be something you'd be into. If yeah. You like weird culty? Dude, I love weird culties. Weird, weird culties culty running around. Yeah. Um, do you have any more movie news? Um, not directly movie, but um, did you see that Rick and Morty got renewed? I did. I'm super excited. Okay. I'm a huge, huge Rick and Morty fan. Okay. I know this about you. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. I do think. Okay. No, well, I know where you're going with it. Well, then pretend like you don't know. All right. Pre- I don't know like where you're, you're going with it. Okay, great. So uh, Kanye West loves the show. Who? Um, a, ma- a gentleman by the name of Kanye West. Okay. He is a big Rick and Morty fan. The fashion designer, right? The fashion designer. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. And uh, he like retweeted somebody saying that they got a 70 episode renewal. And so I guess um, one of the creators, Justin Roiland, uh, said like, oh, it'd be really cool to have Kanye like come down and hang out and like do a voice. That'd be fun. And Dan Harmon was like, no. He can have an entire episode. Of course he can. Yeah. And he's like, we have 70. Kanye can have one. Um, so I don't know if Kanye is going to take him up on that offer. He's, well, I think he definitely will. Oh, excuse me. Because I don't know if you know this. At one point, Kanye had a sketch show. Really? It was. It. I don't think it ever aired. But he had, he had a deal with. Um, he had a pilot deal. I think it was with HBO. To do like this weird. Um kind of uh, like semi-autobiographical sketch show where it was him and puppets. Why didn't this air? Because it was probably lunacy on film. Again, why (laughs) didn't this air? Because there wasn't a layer of irony to Kanye yet. It would totally air now. Oh, man. But And you should look it up. It's on YouTube where, not the full pilot, but like there's like little clips and stuff of what the show would have been and him kind of talking about it. And he just, he was a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So he wanted to do Kanye West's Curb Your Enthusiasm with puppets. So I'm envisioning... I'm envisioning um, the like TMZ Kanye rant plus uh, Crank Yankers plus the theme song from Kirby Enthusiasm. Essentially. Yeah, it was essentially <laughs> that kind of mashup. Um, no, but so I, I wholly believe that Kanye will do the Rick and Morty episode. That's awesome. Because he definitely ha- seems to have that drive in him. Oh, speaking of Kanye and things, uh, <laughs> he is going to be on the David Letterman um, on Netflix. Show. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, that I think May thirtieth, all those episodes come out, and it's May like a bunch 30th. of different people. Oh, okay. He's gonna, he's and one of them. He's one of them. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's um, interesting. So yeah, like an hour long interview, and those are done in front of an audience. Yeah. Okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of late night talk shows, did you see Keanu Reeves? Uh, on Late Night with Stephen Colbert or Late Show Stephen Colbert whatever it's called now Um, he was on the Colbert Report All right, (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves went on there to promote John Wick 3 which comes out this week which I'm very excited to go see Um, TikTok Mr. Wick yeah Uh, have you seen the first two? no Baba Yaga or Baba Yaga whichever but I've seen The Matrix and so I've basically seen them yeah basically 
No, they're really good. You should, you should, they're, they're the perfect balance of like a really gritty kind of action movie. And also like the camp of like a Japanese Kung Fu movie. So you should. Camp as in Met Gala camp? Yes. Yes, actually, that's the correct sense of the word. <laughs> oh, okay, great. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you, you should, you, they're, they're brilliant. They're really good movies. Um, anyway, uh, he was on Late Night or The Late Show or The Corbett Report, pick one. Uh, he was on the Daily Show, and uh, <laughs> and he's just basically, you know, it's he's a very delightful person. Like he he doesn't really like, he's just funny and kind of charming. And and uh, Stephen Colbert is asking him a bunch of questions about the movie, and he's like, oh, you know, uh, doing John Wick three is great, you know, because I get to I get to do, do all the, sh- the the you know the stunts which I love, and then I get to and I really get to dig into this character and like everything that he's he's all about, you know. It's like it's it's completely fun. It's a good time. The crew is amazing, and he's just giving this whole like a pretty standard Hollywood interview yeah. about the, and then, uh, but him and. Uh, Stephen Colbert that kind of have this like cool chemistry where they're like kind of he's just pleasant they're both really pleasant people so they're having this really pleasant at the at the very end with like 30 seconds left before they sign off uh, Stephen Colbert goes so what do you think happens when we die and like (laughs) you know what I mean exactly exactly (laughs) so what do you think happens when we die and then Keanu Reeves doesn't like you know if it was a Matthew McConaughey, he would have been like, you know, he'd have been like, <laughs> come on, man. All right, you know, all, right, all, right, all right, all right, come on, man. And kind of laughed it off. Um, I hope there's I hope there's nachos. That's what that's what Matthew McConaughey would have said. <laughs> hey, man, I hope there's nachos. That's what Matthew McConaughey would have said. Something like, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But a zinger. He, right. A zinger, like safe. Yeah. And then he would have gone home and drank on the way home and been like, I can't believe I said, God damn, I hope there's nachos, you know? Uh, but Keanu Reeves uh, hears the question, sits back for like what feels like an hour because they're trying to sign off, right? And he's thinking and he goes, his demeanor changes from like light and pleasant to like kind of like really thoughtful and intelligent. And he just goes, I know that the ones we love will miss us the most. And the whole crowd is like, Oh my God. And, <laughs> and Stephen Cole, like he just like that, like as he, his tone is as profound. It's like, he knows what he's saying is so profound, but you also can hear that it's just what he came up with. So he's right. like, I know the ones who love us will miss us the most. And Stephen Colbert is, tr- you can tell he's struggling to think of something to He's say like, uh, nachos uh, something uh. <laughs> no not like not in a frantic way just like kind of like wow that was the most profound thing i've ever heard i have no idea what to say to that right and he just smiles and says thank you and then the crowd erupts in what tears filled applause <laughs> and, and it's and it's extremely profound because i was reading an article about it later uh because the, the moment went viral because i went mm. on my my google like search and, you know it shows you what's trending it was like uh keanu reeves on Late night. So I'm like, oh my God, there's a Matrix movie coming or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then it was this and it apparently had gone viral. And um, so I was reading, apparently Keanu Reeves, like his first, like he's had a lot of loss in his life. Like apparently like he had a wife that was killed in like 2001 or something. And then like, like something horrific. Like, and then like maybe his niece was also like, he's experienced a really tragic loss in his life. So like for him to say that like adds another layer of like, oh my, this guy's like, he is the Buddha. Like he, he is. He's, you know, wow. he's Gandhi. Like he's crazy. But yeah, 
And, th- and this is on top of like, you know, kind of rumored stories about Keanu Reeves being the nicest guy in Hollywood right. for years, you know? We should get, try to get Keanu on that our podcast. That would be amazing. I would love to get Keanu. If there's if there's one guest I want to get on this podcast more than anyone, it's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. That or uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He, yeah, well, he, st- he stuck around for yeah, a few minutes yeah, last week. Yeah, he, he's never made an official visit. Maybe he will one day. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, man, Keanu Reeves. Uh, and there are rumors right now that there is a fourth Matrix movie coming. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that last week? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And you <laughs> you had to stop yourself from uh, going into your entire fan fiction? <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, uh, so that was that. Uh, another late night clip that went viral. Did you see the gritty Bill Nye? Yeah. <laughs> glasses off motherfuckers <laughs> yes exactly um i thought that clip was great um john oliver is his show is great and is consistent and is, it is it's probably one of the best i know it's not like your traditional late night show in the sense of like they're not just like oh we're talking about pop culture and here's a guest promoting a movie and here's right. a band yeah. but like as far as like talk shows out right now he's probably got the best one in my opinion like the humor is so specific to that show and that audience uh but it also can be enjoyed by anyone it's so thoughtful and well written like well researched and well researched it's just the monologues he does when he breaks does deep dives and breaks down into it's just it's great like that shows it's it's perfect it's a good show I, it's I funny. Big did, I, I did have to stop watching that show after a while because I, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it gets so depressing week mm-hmm. after week where you're like, oh, God. Oh, you just ruined this whole thing for me. And like now I'm going to go through the week thinking about how terrible it is about the climate <laughs> or about uh, this law in mm-hmm. this place or this yeah. loophole or this corporation or whatever mm-hmm. um and it's it good but it's also kind of a lot yeah i love when he does topics that like people don't typically think about or like may not be aware of but they're really interesting mm-hmm. like did you see the one that he did about uh uh the uh, wwe did you see that in pro wrestlers oh maybe about them being independent contractors instead of employees and like oh, the insurance yeah. implications and all that yeah it's crazy it, you should watch it it's really interesting because all professional wrestlers are independent contractors and therefore are not given health care through the billion dollar company they work for. Mm. <laughs> and none of their travel expenses are paid for. Oh. None of that is is paid for because they're, they're contractors. So they have to pay all of that out of their income, which is pretty crazy. Interesting. So they, at the end of the year, they're filing a 1099. Yes. Doing deductions for the, yes. the spandex. And, or... and when you make over a certain amount of money, like you have to report multiple times a year so these guys who are who are what are essentially i mean they're a balance between sitcom actors and professional athletes and they're being they're essentially all running you know million dollar businesses because they're independent contractors they work for themselves so they're having to report taxes multiple times during the year and and main, maintain huge biceps like it's just the whole the system is very flawed because these are not the guys who are trained in um knowing how to run uh you know a bit a million dollar business for themselves so do it's, you know it's, how it's very, the rock johnson got out how he got out yeah he, uh he left no he challenged <laughs> oh. uh vince mcmahon on the challenge oh on the challenge yeah. oh gotcha on the original, uh, the 90s version. The 90s version, yeah. <laughs> the Australian version. <laughs> um, a lot of American shows start in Australia. Really weird. Um, 
Okay. Any more entertainment news that you got? Um, um, there's a lot of stuff happening with streaming services. Oh, um, uh, I saw the Hulu news. Yeah. Disney's going to control Hulu entirely because <laughs> Comcast wants to launch their own service. Um, NBC. So so walk me through the, the, the Disney Hulu Comcast deal. Disney, From- when they bought... Fox, yeah. they acquired another like 30%. So I think they own either like 60, 60 or 70. It's like 60%, yeah. yeah. And so um, Comcast has the the other percentage. And so they're going to sell it to them because they want to start their own streaming service. Um, I've also heard that NBC Universal wants to start their own streaming service, um, which, and Disney is starting their own streaming service. So Disney is pulling all their stuff from Netflix mm-hmm. uh, when that launches in November. Um, the internet was freaking out this week. At least my circle of the internet, um, was freaking out this week because the Apple watch, uh, community, <laughs> the guy, Apple the, watches were buzzing like crazy. The guys who wear Apple watch community. <laughs> yes. Keep um, going. Because, uh, in 2024, um, the contract for, uh, Netflix's biggest, largest streamed show um, is going to end, and so people think it's gonna, um, it's gonna get taken off Netflix. Do you know what show that is? Wait, say it again. Uh, it's Net- Netflix's largest show, like most popular show, most popular show, and they're gonna most take streamed. it off. Yeah, it's gonna in get taken off in 2024, and people are freaking out now. About Before it. I guess what the show is, can I say it's? I feel like time is moving faster now. Because like, just wait was, till you get past thirty. Minutes. There was a time where when you would say the date of a year that's four years out felt like forever. Like when I was going into college and I walked in and they're like, all right, you're here from 2008 to 2012. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be here forever. Now when you're like, you know, uh, they're going to take off their biggest show in 2024. I'm like, man, that's right around the corner. What are we going to (laughs) do? That's five years away from now. Um, But what show do you think that is the most, their most watched show. Can I get three guesses? Yeah, I'll give you two. Give me three. I'll give you three. All right. Um, the Office? Well, yeah. You got it. You is only did one, yeah. Oh, the all office right. Is, yeah. Um, another big one is Friends. I think that's also NBC. It, and that and that hasn't been on that long. I know Friends went up like last year, right? Yeah. 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 So they're, um, they're taking the office off of there and putting it where? In the NBC? NBC is yeah, going to have smart. their um, Parks and Recreation probably too. Yeah. All uh, of the big NBC shows. Right. So because then Netflix. Big Bang Theory. Is that on any one of the streaming services? I think it's I on think Hulu. I think it's a CBS Yeah, show. it's on Hulu, I think. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But Big Bang Theory. I'm more of a young Sheldon guy myself. Uh, so. right. <laughs> Is anyone a young Sheldon guy besides yeah. Jim Parsons? <laughs> <laughs> the executive producer of... Oh, man. You know what's crazy? He's become like one of the most wealthy guys in Hollywood doing that TV show. I know. That's crazy it is <laughs> oh it's so oh, i mean good for him but like man that's at the, at the same nuts. time <laughs> yeah um, like that's the equivalent of if carson daly was just walking around like with a hundred million dollars in his bank account he from probably, trl he probably no did. not a, his his late 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 night show just ended last call yeah but like do you really think they were breaking him off to do the one twenty five uh, a.m. slot? I don't know, man. I don't know if it, it was that much money. Uh, well, I don't know for He's, people to the one sh- show for people to watch when they're like almost passing out in a hotel room. Right. That's that's when you know you're up way too late. 
when Carson Daly comes on. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Oh, in other talk show news, did you hear that they uh, did we finish um, the streaming thing? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. OK. Uh, did you hear that NBC canceled Steve Harvey? Oh, they canceled his talk show. They canceled his talk show. They did cancel his talk show. Because I heard he has another show that he hosts with kids. Like It's kind of like a kid say the darndest uh, things. Oh, yeah. He hosts thing. a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but NBC canceled his to- his daytime talk show. They canceled this one, too. Oh, or really? They, they didn't the cancel one? it, but they took him off it, and they're putting Melissa McCarthy on it. Oh. That feels offensive, but I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, guess, I guess probably because their key demographic is probably women. For, for a show like that. Yeah. So they're like, well, got to get someone who fits a demographic. Well, yeah, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. If <laughs> you don't want Steve Harvey babysitting your kids? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, no, that makes, I mean, I guess that makes a little bit more sense than his show being canceled. Because I, I assumed so he, his show was doing well. I mean, I didn't know, but yeah. I assumed the ratings were good. I mean, I would always see clips of his show go viral, but I don't know. So he's only got like, what, three or four shows now? <laughs> yeah, he's only got like three or four shows that he's doing. Ugh, that sucks. I'm for sure him, he's man. like, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> right. I'm sure he, he'll live with the the uh, family feud money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be all right. Um, oh, man. That is, that is crazy. And not even the family feud money. His radio show is like syndicated nationally. And mm. he does that every single day. He, I'm sure he's, and he's been doing that for like 10 years. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. Um, plus, he can always tour and do stand up, which is crazy. <laughs> Yeah. And sell out, you know, theaters all across. And the then, if he doesn't want to do that, he can just start a podcast. <laughs> True, which he probably already has. Let's be honest, right? We <laughs> no, don't know about it, but I'm sure his I'm sure his talk show, his radio show, is syndicated as a podcast. I'm sure. Oh, on yeah. like the iHeart Network or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all the the uh, entertainment news I have. You have anything, anything else? I got um, no, not entertainment wise. I got uh, an interesting uh, SpaceX thing. Okay, let's let's. So I guess we'll put this under the real news category. Yeah, we'll get to real news and then um, and then we'll get into it. All right, so uh, SpaceX uh, just today. As as of this recording, they are launching a rocket into the atmosphere that's releasing today. It's releasing like sixty satellites, um, but their plan is to release twelve thousand satellites. Wait, who SpaceX is SpaceX. doing this, and why are they doing this? These satellites are going to be solar powered, um, so they're they're self powered, right? Uh, just sitting there in low orbit. And they're going to beam internet down to the entire world. Great. Yeah. 12,000 satellites. It's called the Starlink Initiative. Um, they're trying to connect the whole world, essentially. Yeah. That's great. And have uh, like gigabit ethernet. Not Where, ethernet, wherever but internet. You go. Yeah. That's great. I think that will... I mean, obviously, there's some great altruistic value to that, but they're doing it to... To make I'm, money. Well, to make money and to make... Their self-driving car GPS systems more accurate. I'm sure. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's a win-win for them. Um, I think it's cool. I, the the worst feeling in the world is when you're somewhere you've never been before and you don't have service and you can't GPS and you're just like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it'd be cool to be hiking Half Dome, which is something I'll never do, but I hear people say that all the time. Hiking <laughs> <laughs> Half Dome this weekend. Yeah, it'd be cool to be climbing Half Dome or hiking it. However, you get to the top of Half Dome, you got a bottle of booch in one hand and, you, and you your know, iPhone in the Yeah, and if you fall into a ravine and can't get out, you can call for help. Um, 
or just if it's not even that serious of an emergency call, you can just call your friends like, hey, where'd you go? Like that type of thing. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Um, they have a deal with uh, the U.S. government um, mm-hmm. to do this. So they just did the first batch of 60 and they need to get 12,000 of them. Um, and they have to launch half of them in the next six years. So it's going to be like a long process because this first right. one's like a test batch. But so they're going to be sending up a lot of rockets with a lot of satellites. How many times a year did they say? Uh, no. The, today was just like the first test run. I don't think it's like the final production stuff. But they're, It's like a rocket every week? just <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, they do launch stuff all the time. It's crazy. Where do they, so where do these rockets launch from? Because I don't think they launch from Torrance, California, where the, the well, headquarters sometimes are. Sometimes they have done a couple launches in Southern California. And so when hmm. you see, like if you go on Instagram and there's someone in like downtown LA and there's like, what's happening? And it's at night and there's like a crazy like light show happening in the sky. Uh-huh. It's, it's aliens. It's SpaceX. It's aliens first <laughs> and foremost. Sometimes it's SpaceX. Well, Most of the time it's aliens. This is what I think is funny is they don't like do a good job of letting everyone know like, hey, we're launching a rocket. Don't freak out. Like, go ahead and watch it. I think they just do it. Yeah, I think it's pro- because of it's located in Southern California. It's probably better that they don't do that because <laughs> people would be clamoring to get to SpaceX to see it happen or wherever they do the launches from. They'll be trying to figure it out, you know. And you create more of a, a problem than just saying diffusing the situation afterwards. Does that make sense? I guess. But everyone freaks out. It's why I don't time. post pictures from a, a place that I am until I leave that place. <laughs> you're that popular, huh? Yeah, man. You're, I, you're I the human s- version of SpaceX. I don't want people swarming me when I'm at uh, <laughs> when I'm at Starbucks, dude. You know, um, popular guy. Yeah. Uh, any other real news before we get to um, it? The only other uh, real news thing is uh, you sent this to me, actually. And I, I had already seen it, but um, uh, I'm not trying to brag, but I had already seen it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the new iPhone design that is rumored. It looks crazy. It looks it's got like a giant because there's already a, like a camera bump on the back. And so they're trying to add more lenses. And it's just this gigantic <laughs> bump of a square on the back and it looks insane you know i think it might get to the point where like the whole back of your phone is a camera let's just do that let's just make the phone the whole phone thicker it's just all camera on the back all screen on one let's side just all camera let's on the other. just tape disposable cameras to the backs of our iphones that actually it's gonna be more durable for sure yeah um that's uh, that's a good plan i think <laughs> yep that phone looks atrocious. Steve Jobs is so bummed. He's rolling in his in grave? hell. In hell. Let's be okay. honest. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, all right. Should we get to it? Uh, let's get to it. All right. I don't. I don't want to make this long because I'm already exhausted. Um, and also, like two dudes on a podcast. Yeah. And also, what I have to say about this is yeah i'm nowhere near the most important voice to be heard in in this conversation but we do have somewhat of a platform and the issues concern us in terms of like we 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 find the conversation around them around these issues to be important to have and do you do you have anything to say before i get on my soapbox um obviously we're talking about the alabama uh, abortion law, Alabama and the Georgia, and Georgia abortion law, and Ohio. And Ohio. I just read on the way here, Missouri is in the middle of passing yeah. uh, an eight-week thing. So, 
Um, I'm, I'm not an expert in, in reproductive health law or anything like that, but federally, uh, the Supreme court has decided that with Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade, uh, not Roe v. Wade, the bug spray, but Roe v. Wade, the, <laughs> the court decision that, that ultimately, I'm summarizing, obviously, ultimately abortion is a matter of privacy, uh, to be handled between a doctor and the pregnant mother. And it leaves, there are some vagaries in it that kind of leave room for interpretation in terms of like, um, what's the word? Um, viability mm-hmm. laws and timings and stuff within the states, which is a thing. And so some states are capitalizing on this um, and they're passing laws that directly challenge Roe v. Wade and are banning abortions either outright like in the case of Alabama or with or after you know the uh, the 6 week period that kind of arbitrarily been established or 8 weeks or whatever yeah. some states are varying but um i think the harshest criticism of the law that seems to be going around especially in Alabama is the the criminality aspect of it um yes doctors especially who perform abortions after the law is passed can face from anywhere from 10 to 99 years in prison. Also, like 99? That's like... <laughs> it's just annoying, first of all. Right. That's like... <laughs> just say 100. Because you couldn't say infinity. Or just say life. Right. right. <laughs> just say a life sentence. Um, so, yeah. Um, what? So, you share your thoughts, and then I'll give you my thoughts. And I'm going to try to stay brief. Um, I, as a, as a straight white man... Uh-huh. You are the enemy. Continue. Just kidding. I think that straight white men need an issue mm-hmm. that is just ours. <laughs> because uh, what I'm realizing and in talking to people and talking to women, uh, this being an issue that I'm never going to have to face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never going to have to make a decision mm-hmm. um, about and neither are you. Um so many issues like with that or with race stuff or with uh homosexuality um like i those don't directly affect me as a a straight white man um Mm -hmm. and i think that straight white men need some kind of issue to occupy themselves with uh so that they're not meddling in everyone else's business (laughs) um so like uh, hey, straight white men out there, let's uh, let's make VPNs our thing, <laughs> or um, IPAs, or <laughs> right. you know, pick one, right. some kind of acronym, uh, fantasy baseball. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I just keep thinking like if the roles were reversed, like if we snapped and right now Thanos style, Thanos style, we put the we put the gauntlet on and snap, and the only thing that changes is that. Men are the ones that get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, this legislation wouldn't be happening mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's men in charge mm-hmm. um, and largely white men in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you reversed it, uh, no way would you ban this completely. Mm-hmm. There'd be a, be a lot of like, well, oh, it's a it's a difficult issue, uh, and I think it's crazy that. For conservatives, it's uh, the 
like you boil down the conservative mindset um, in a lot of ways, it's uh, small government, mm-hmm. uh, small government, small government, no government regulation, except when it comes to things like marriage and babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it it is frustrating, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a lot of productive stuff to add to it Mm -hmm. um, other than to step away and let other people who are directly affected by this stuff. Um, I, and I, yeah, I just wish that there were, there was more of that going on of like, instead of white men debating white men about um, how pregnancy works and and incorrectly how pregnancy works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish there was more like, hey, let's learn about this and hear from people and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Those are my thoughts. Fire off. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So the, the problem with these states passing these laws um is that these laws are being passed by politicians who these law these laws don't require the popular vote of the people they don't require Mm -hmm. any of that all it takes is someone getting a bill sponsored by enough of their constituents uh their or their you know colleagues and then it takes a mayor or a a governor or somebody uh, at the state level a governor signing this bill to turn it into a law. Uh, the problem with that is, historically, the people in office and the people who remain in office, the people who seek out people to replace them in office, the people who make a career out of staying in office, and they historically are old and white, and they're historically old white men. That is a problem because... The United States is one of the most diverse places in the world mm-hmm. in terms of ethnic makeup, in terms of social 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 economic factors based on religious belief, everything. But when uh, 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 only one type of person, for the most part, is making decisions for everybody else, we have an issue, we have a problem. Especially when we're dealing with an issue that is so unique to people who are not old white men. Yes. Like abortion. Abortion is uniquely an issue for people who can get pregnant and decide what to do with that child. It doesn't apply to anyone else. Yeah. It's that issue. And you know who cannot get pregnant and decide what to do with their, their body and that child? Old white men. See, the issue is (laughs) no one likes abortion. No one wishes that they were in a position to where they would have to consider getting an abortion. No one likes taking life. No one would wish to be in a position where they'd have to take a life in any context, mm-hmm. the majority of people in the United States want women to have the access to do whatever they can to 
seek whatever type of health care and reproductive health care they can with their with their health care professional. The overwhelming majority uh, of people, there's not a single I was reading something. There was like a not a, not a single place in the United States that has uh, people that has over 40 percent approval of a ban on abortions. Nowhere. Hmm. Which is not a popular majority in any place. (laughs) So the fact that that can be the case and these laws still be written into effect is evident of a larger problem in the United States. And that problem is people don't understand. People have a hard time understanding that there are limits to how much or there, there are limits to uh to the relevancy of your personal opinions. Mm. I and and that's that's my problem with a lot of the people who are online uh saying things like oh because I'm a man I can't have an opinion on abortion or oh because I'm white I can't have an opinion on I- issues that impact people of color oh because I'm a straight white man I can't have opinions on LGBTQ uh, issues. Mm-hmm. You can have whatever opinion. If hey, straight white man, you can have what <laughs> you can have whatever opinion. Hey, everyone, you can have whatever opinion, whatever philosophy, whatever ideal, whatever thoughts that you want to have in your head. You're more welcome. You're welcome. You're more than welcome to have those thoughts. Whatever you want to say out in the public square, whatever you want to write down on a piece of paper, do it. We live in that country. However. There is a limit to how far those opinions go and how much weight those opinions carry. And there's a very hard line of irrelevancy that those opinions and feelings cannot cross. And that line is at other people's bodies. Mm -hmm. My opinions and my thoughts and my beliefs become purely irrelevant when they start trying to police other people and what they do with their bodies specifically when we're talking about something as unique to someone's body as childbirth yeah and reproductive health i have no right to tell a person they can't consume alcohol we've seen how that ended right i have no right to tell somebody what they can't eat meat they can't in anything we have we have agreed that bodily agency is a very powerful thing and we do not have the right to police what someone else does with their body and like it or not no matter how altruistic or heroic or whatever how much you think you value human life because you say oh well there's there's a baby uh, in, some, in that woman's body or there's a potential life in that woman's body or or oh there's something developing in that woman's body that I who's someone who's not that woman finds valuable it doesn't matter how valuable you think that thing is in her body or how passionately you want to protect it the fact of the matter is that thing is still in a woman's body and in someone else's body that is not your own mm-hmm. so you know who the last person is who should have anything to say about what that person does with the thing that's in their body is someone else. And that's really all I have to say about it. Yeah. So weekly regular is designed to be a a comedy podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, as people 
And as real people who have conversations about stuff, sometimes we got to talk about stuff that isn't particularly fun. And I think it was important for you and I to have this conversation and to just give our thoughts and our hearts to the, uh, the issues at hand. But I hope the country sees this as an opportunity to, uh, um, learn from the error of our ways and see, I mean, it's, it's crazy that in 2019 we're having to have these conversations again, 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 but, um, yeah, uh, we will, I think ultimately, man, I think not to talk about abortion necessarily directly, but I think these laws being passed are a direct reaction to the political climate that we're in as a nation. And I think there's so much identity politics going on and so much tribalism and so much, well, we got to please our team in order to stay in power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, a lot of these lawmakers, because there's that their main drive is, well, if I want to keep my job and if I want to, you know, please my base, then I'm going to have to do something to please them. And abortion right now is an easy target and it's a great way not a great way, but it's a it's an effective way to show your base that I'm committed to whatever the arbitrary values of our base are at this moment. Right. And 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 whether you're conservative or progressive, Republican, Democrat, Green Party, uh, whatever Andrew Yang is. <laughs> I know he's your guy. <laughs> he's my guy. But whatever he is, um, we have to be very careful about. Um, allowing politicians to put um, political point scoring right. before really accurately representing what the people of this country want, what the overwhelming majority of the people of this country want, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to, when, especially when it's at the, uh, the expense of people's bodily autonomy and the personal right to what should be a very private matter. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate because it could be abortion now. It could be anything later. And we, we've seen what happens in this country when politicians rather play uh, political baseball than actually try and fight for what the overwhelming majority of people in the country want. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing. And if you don't like it, Make noise about it. Be loud. Be really, really loud about it. All right. I guess that's where we're leaving it this week. Should we tell a joke to uh, to to lighten to light to break the tension? Yeah, you first. Uh, what do you call a deer with no eyes? A doe-eyed. I have no idea. I have no. What do you call a dog with no legs? Uh. I don't know. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's not going to come to you. <laughs> what do you call a cow with no legs? Uh, the ground beef. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. You're, you're one, for, one for three. Uh, I think that'll do. Uh, what do you call a cow with two legs? I don't know. Lean beef. Come on, man. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>